Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello and welcome to the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, episode 59. I am riding solo today. This is The Rook. And uh, we have a couple guests today. TJ, unfortunately, he's going to be running late. And Nick is out for tonight. So it is just me. We'll have great guests. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to start with some PGA golf versus Live Tour. A lot of drama going on in the golf world. Uh, then from there, we do have another guest. We have actually PGA. We're going to have a guest, Bud Copeland from the Divots and Pivots podcast. Uh, he's on the talk with us some PGA, maybe even get some picks from him for the P, uh, the BMW Championship this week. And then we're going to have on Brian Scott from the Injured List podcast, talk a little about uh, Zach Wilson's injury. But first, let's get into it. Let's jump into all the drama that's going on with the PGA Tour and Live Golf with Bud Copeland. So, Bud, thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. The timing couldn't be any better. Here yeah. we go, hot takes. <laughs> Here we go. Um uh, Drama, you nailed it. You hit it on the head. Yeah, we, a lot of drama. We woke up this morning with another lawsuit, and this one's from everybody's favorite, Patrick Reed, going yeah. after Brandel Chambly and the Golf Channel for $750 million for defamation. And it takes it takes a, a special kind of, the, for lack of a better word, arrogance. And since I don't know him personally, I'll just say ignorance, to think that that's something that people – I don't. I don't know what the angle there is. I don't know where these guys, I just read one of the judges uh, rulings on the initial lawsuit from the three guys, Taylor, uh, Taylor Gooch, H- Gooch, Hudson Swafford. And uh, I can't remember the other one tried to get into the playoffs because they had enough points to get in the playoffs. But as everybody knows, once you go live, you never go back and they're out. And so I was just reading this and even a judge is saying, I mean, Justin Thomas, everybody's chir- chirping him for talking about having his cake and eating it too. The judge said it. One of the judges is like, listen, plaintiffs, plaintiffs do not get to have their cake and eat it too. So this, the drama is yeah. going to be short lived. What's, what's up in the air is, you know, what happens next? And we talked about that a little bit this week in, in, you know, Andrew was saying, is this going to be, you know, are they going to stomp one another? Somebody's going to die. Are they going to coexist? 
as long as the money is there, they'll coexist. Yeah. Uh, be, be, because we're, we, what we're talking, all we're talking about is a product. And Greg Norman even said it. He came out on a show a couple weeks ago. Said we weren't, we knew we weren't going to make money. This is not a one-year money-making deal. This is a product you launch. That's all we were trying to do. Launch the product. Uh, it does sound like they have international investors. Um, you know, besides just the Saudi fund. And the thing is, the Saudi fund is almost like the capital, the capital providers. They just got this thing going off the ground with you know a, a billy or two in talent, quote unquote. Uh, to go out there and buy these players. And now what they're looking for is essentially uh, these teams that they've created, these 16 teams, the Niblicks and the Cleeks and all these other terrible. Now I I can get behind Niblicks and Cleeks because I like anything that's an old golf term for a club, but some of them like burners and four aces. Yeah, the four aces. Well, I would laugh if the Cleeks makes you laugh because I'm like, if you beat the Cleeks, just like we just clap some Cleeks. Clap, click, click, clack, click, clack, you know, get, get going with, but with the four aces, it's, they look like they're one step short of a kingpin reunion, you know, with bowling jerseys on and everything. So, but the idea is to get somebody, you know, Joe Schmo billionaire to say, Hey, I'll be the team owner for the cliques and literally do that mm-hmm. to where the Saudi fund that that's the thing is if they can get over the hump of, you know, everybody has their thoughts because once it's kind of like saying, don't think of a white elephant. What are you thinking of? White elephant. So when yeah. you say, you know, oh, you don't have to think about this, this, the, the money that's money. behind it. Yeah. You have to wherever you land in that. That's yeah. on you. I mean, that that's, you know, everybody. But taking that out of it, they are going to kind of take a back seat if these investors come through and say, all right, we're going to be team owners. And then that's where it's even going to go down to. We're going to go out and sign our own players. All right, DJ, we've got you for X years in the league. We know you're going to be assigned to this team. But in theory, you're going to move on. And yes, in theory, the Saudi money won't last forever. So yeah. is it going to be, you know, John Henry? Does he all of a sudden go, hmm, this, this is an interesting, you know, idea. Shaquille O'Neal likes to invest in anything that moves, most of it food. <laughs> but, you know, does he throw money at this and get involved in a team? But creative thinkers yeah. like that who see this for what it is, a product. Yeah, I could see someone like a, like a Mark Cuban if you wanted to get involved. Like he has money to spend. Like why wouldn't he just buy a team, become a team owner and win a championship? You know, he, he I, I, that's what he does. You know, he's got big money. But yeah, I guess once you get once you get over the hump of there being other investors, like I said, like a Mark Cuban or as you said, Shaquille O'Neal, it no longer becomes this this foreign entity where it becomes more of you know we're more familiar with it. Like who can even say like I don't know how much these teams would cost, but LeBron James is a shitload of money. He just got another ninety million dollar extension for two years today. I mean, who's to say LeBron James is coming and says, "Yeah, I'm going to buy a golf team," you know? Be I mean, he, you know, he, he at that point. He, he already is part owner of the Red Sox, right? He's already in that game, which I like bringing that up because here in New England, people like to do the whole LeBron's a bitch gag. And I kind of remind him, I'm like, but who's your daddy? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> little throwback for, for yeah. the New York boys. But yeah. if they can find some of these team owners, it'll keep going. But what was funny is um, you said the word championship. Now that therein lies the rub until – and I, I mean, trophies and tr- trophies don't make championships. Challenge makes championships. Elimination makes championships. Yeah, yeah. Failure makes championships. Uh, and, and until they have that, that's when yeah, the next, that's that. when this, that's when this, because this could live on forever as an entertaining thing. Cause I, I don't know. I might be going out to the one in Boston here in a couple of weeks. I might check it out. And uh, cause people say, 
you know, be careful what you wish for, or at least know what you're getting into. It's a party. It's not a golf tournament. I mean, it's no, not, you know, the U S no. open was just out here at, at the country club and my brother-in-law went and a bunch of my, my buddies went and they said that was a cool environment. It was a party like feel because everybody was excited, but it was definitely a golf feel. Everybody knew when to shut the mm. F up. Everybody knew when to do this and to do that. For ten grand, you can walk inside the ropes with the players. This this just has a borderline WWE feel to it. Yeah, and all, and, all I'm, and, and all I'm saying is, make sure we remember what is the real Olympic wrestling and what is WWE, because mm. you know even in WWE, allegedly there's you know it is scripted, it's but scripted. Ale- but it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Sometimes don't, I guess I guess it is word. up in the air. Don't, What's don't up? Say, don't say the F word around here. Our wrestling um, addict guys are getting really upset if you use the F word. <laughs> apologies. Um, it is they have they have wonderful narratives, and I believe that the players are given right. creative license in the ring. Is kind of what I was what I was given to. It's not necessarily scripted yeah. in the sense of you do this, you do this, you do this. I don't even know if they have predetermined outcomes, like some conspiracy theorists might say. Yeah. But um, but well, the, that, the same that they'll they'll say that that does occur, but never use the F word. Never say fake. It's never fake. It's just predetermined. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, I, I love that. That's my favorite. Movie. That's that my guy. boy. That's, that, that's, that's my guy. I love that guy. That's that's amazing. That's a good callback. But as long <laughs> as we keep that line, as long as we keep that line right there that says, this is what it is, this is what it is, I could see, I could definitely see Liv turning into this um, almost like – pre-champions tour if you're really really good but you can't quite hang anymore here's a nice 10-year window where you all go play for big money and flashy events and then after that you know maybe shut it down and go somewhere else because existing in in actually mattering you know having any kind of meaning behind you are two different questions too because they all want to play in the majors every single one of these guys said you know we we still hope to play in the majors and the, R, the RNA with the Open Championship and the USGA with the US Open, they will maintain their stance, which is currently not impacted by whether or not you win on whatever tour. They do give exemptions for major wins uh, and also for maybe the top 50 ranked in the world. But then there, it's an open. I mean, you know, 9,000 people tried to qualify for the US Open this year. It's crazy. So those two will sit where they are. It's going to be Augusta and the PGA Championship with both, with both award spots to PGA Tour wins. All they're going to say is we're not changing our rules. We're not banning anybody, quote unquote, because the way the system is set up right now, nobody else is going to get in. DJ, you know, Bubba, because Bubba Watson just jumped ship. He's, yeah. he's, not even, he's not even playing this year. He literally said, I'm going to sign my contract and go, quote unquote, support my team. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying yeah. to get this thing going. So everybody's going to kind of stay put. And what's going to happen is over in the Asian tour, which is, which is kind of, which is affiliated with the PGA tour and the DP world tour and whatever kind of cabal runs professional golf, but they are an official, they have an official standing in the world and they can, they can award uh, world ranking points, which can help get these players to where they want to go next. So they, that will start to gain a little more prominence. And I think that's going to be the, the negotiation point, which is, Live is not going to be recognized, especially with that, with no cuts, guaranteed prize money, all this kind of, you can't call yourself any kind of competitive league. You're an exhibition league and that's fine. Live's going to live, but it's going to grow this Asian tour over here, which could in a weird ass backwards way, when everybody made fun of Brooks Kepka or Greg Norman or anybody else saying, we're going to go grow the game. This could, and it's going to, in a weird way, grow the game because we all know that disruption does that, whether you like it or not. 
Yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. And it is, I, I could see it be more of a sports entertainment type of thing, which is like, uh, sorry, I'm like dealing with the cold right now. So I, I, I'm talking weird, but it is a sport. Beautifully fun. Thing, it, yeah, it, so it, it's going to be something like that where it's going to be more refined. The guys, uh, TJ and Nick, they just went to the um, the Trump Bedminster here in New Jersey. To oh. lift off one. And they had, a, they had a fantastic time. They're like, this is so much fun. They went two days in a row. They went Saturday and Sunday. They had a great time. They were talking to Phil. You know, they're, they're right there. They're like, you get to watch Phil tee off. You walk over and you see Dustin putting. It's 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 right there. And the crowds aren't that crazy right now. It's busy, but it's not it's not as crazy as it was, you know, if you were a real PGA event at this point. But there is there's people there, though. And they're like, you know, there's seats. People are paying like 10 grand for seats. So you, know, you get all you can eat or you can drink while you're watching, you know, while you're watching these uh, these live tournaments. So it is it is something that's there uh, and it's going to be there. But it's just whether or not you know, is it going to continue? And, you know, they're also looking for right now, they don't have a TV sponsorship, right? All the, all the, all the tournaments are on YouTube. So I mean, that's going to eventually come as well. I think that just breeds more competition for the PGA, which is not a bad thing. I don't think, Uh, but I guess in the sense of the exhibition part of it, it's like, it is kind of weird to think about if you have a masters without, you know, without DJ, a former, you know, champion being there, or, I mean, trying to think who else, well, they'll, they'll they'll let the former champion stay. I think that's what they'll do. So? They'll say, I think I, I think what they'll say is we're not going to ban anybody. Uh, we're now they will say, excuse me, Phil, you're serving a two year suspension for literally trying to oh, coach yeah. players while actively on tour, and that's kind of a no no. Yeah, um, but but no, I I do I do think that Augusta will let like Bubba and DJ maybe Phil after. Oh yeah, what Bubba, they're gonna say, right, yeah, but what Bubba, they're going to. But they're not gonna. They're not just gonna open up any more spots. Uh, and yeah, it that sounds. But I mean, it sounds awesome. I'm I'm interested in it. Like I want to go see it. And again, I just don't want Greg Norman out there saying like, you know, this is worthy of other things like world golf ranking points and exemptions into majors and whatnot. No, you're putting on a wonderful show. Let it be a show. I mean, and, and, and that's fine. And I want to go there for that because you were talking about, you know, those guys, they, they got, they got to chat with Phil. Oh my God. Yeah. We have to rub elbows with Phil. And that's yeah. what they went there to do, which is beautiful because nobody cares that Phil shot 79, 81 or whatever. And he still made how many millions of dollars. Yeah, so man. that's, that's the part where it, 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 it it's it, again, Whatever it is, make sure it is what it is. And I think with Tiger going down or going up to Delaware today, or to, to, to I think he met him in Philly, uh, to but to Wilmington to see the guys, and he brought Ricky Fowler along with him. They sat down, 20 in a room. Rory coming out there saying, listen, anytime we get into a room, there's an alpha, and it wasn't me. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, don't, I think all the message he's sending is, you've seen what that is. I believe in this and what we've built. They exist because of us. If you're thinking about jumping ship, I'd encourage you not to do it because come on, Cam Smith with hip discomfort on Monday. I was going to mention that too, uh, about Cam Smith well, he, jumping ship too. And now he's not. Well, he was supposed to play. He was supposed to play, finish out the FedEx playoffs. He still can. He still can. He still can. He hasn't, he hasn't signed or announced anything yet. Yes, yeah. This yes. hip discomfort, I mean, he's sitting third in the FedEx cup standing. So he, yeah, can, well, he can, yeah, he can O2 barbecue and still make it to East Lake next week. So I think that's what he yeah. just wanted to avoid. Uh, either the awkwardness of being one of the top 20 in the room or yeah. the awkwardness okay, yeah. of not being part of the top 20 in the room. And, you know, yeah, people yeah. are like, thought there was a meeting of the top 20 players and there's the mullet man, you know, sit at the bar alone. <laughs> uh, it, 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 Tiger, 
Tiger's been adamant, you know, and and, and I even but yeah, he's, he has been, but, but he's, he's definitely out for two. Tiger, oh. Alan, Sh- <laughs> Alan, Sh- Alan Shipnick out there was just saying like he's the acting commissioner. Let's all be honest. Yeah, you know? I mean seriously. And, but but if if the if the NBA was in crisis and David Stern said, Michael, I need you, I'll take a back seat. You know you or you know if Adam yeah. if, if Silver said, you know, hey Bronny, can we can we talk? Uh, you know, I think that I think that you know they would do the same thing. So I do think that dri- uh, Tiger is definitely driving the ship. Yeah, I think yeah. Jay, Jay's riding shotgun uh, and just saying, I got you, boss. Where you know wherever you think we need to go with this, because Jade's not an idiot. He recognizes that Tiger is the product, the person, the product, the the thing that jumped. It didn't move the needle. It just jumped it all the way through the dashboard oh, and yeah. down. And so Tiger being there and kind of saying, listen. This is who we are. This is what we do. Will Zalatoris winning last week. Paul Azinger said it the best. No amount of money buys that feeling right there because there are, you know, hundreds and thousands of other people out there who are saying, I want that feeling of earning it, you know, instead of just maybe having it handed to you for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. I think also the, the competition problem is going to be an issue for the live tour. I mean, there's not as much great golfers, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's DJ, there's Brooks and, you know, Cam, if Cam Smith is going over, I'm a big fan of Cam Smith, so I'd actually be really upset if he went over there. I like watching the PGA Tour events. But, I mean, it, the competition, it, it lacks. It drops off a little bit after those big names. You know, like, I don't really know who the other guys are on the live tour. I couldn't tell you. But, you know, it's – I went to I, high school with one of them. I'm a PGA guy, but, but you know, you, did you really? That's funny. H- Hudson Swafford Hudson Swafford was on the <clears> – <throat> pardon me – was on the golf team uh, when I was a senior. He was in eighth grade. And uh, okay. that was the that was the last time I was able to beat him, but uh, <laughs> now but he signed he signed that live he signed that live deal, and now on Instagram his his story has changed from which, it's a little bit of an insight, and he's one of the ones that's kind of walking the walk, except for this whole lawsuit that he joined in on. He's part of the Live Eleven suing for antitrust violations and blah blah blah, and the judges are already sending those signals like eh, pipe down, Junior. But he's out there. He signed that check, and now he's out there shilling uh, a lot of hunting and fishing gear. He's a big outdoorsman guy. And right. honestly, you know, there are so few. You you nailed it on the head. There are so few. Well, there's a metric F ton of talented golfers out there, but there are so few uh, needle movers or Tiger, Rory, JT, Spieth. There are so few brand name golfers. And even the ones that are up and coming haven't jumped yet. And it is the ones in the twilight years that are kind of over there, which is, I'm not, that's not a knock either. Tell, tell me for, you know, when I'm 37, that for the next 20 years, I'm going to play golf and I've already got a couple hundred million in the bank, you know, threaten me with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I could see Hudson saying, listen, I've won a couple of times on the PGA tour. I got my house on Hilton head. I got my wife. I got my beautiful kids. I got all this going for me. I don't want like I was about to say, his Instagram stories changed from, Airport, hotel, driving range, driving range, you know, and then either O2 barbecue, time for some fun, or let's go to the weekend. All right, airport. And let and now it is hunting, hunting, fishing, time at the pool with my kid, you know, maybe a round of golf. And then and then the next week it'll be getting ready for live, getting ready for live, getting ready for live game. So I, I can see that. And quite frankly, if you ask any of these players, <clears throat> well, what about the public perception? I think that they would answer the same way that you or I would answer if somebody said, you know, hey, X, Y, or Z about your podcast. Cheer up, you know, go <laughs> pound sand. Like you know, there's 8 billion people on the earth, find something else to do. So yeah. I love that it gives us stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. I try to, I try to humanize these guys, 
But at yeah. the same time, at the same time, I try to hold them accountable as I would a friend of like, yeah, bro, you, you know, what did you expect was going to happen when you were texting two girls? Like, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you thought this was going to end. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about them. I hope it doesn't end. I do think it's a new product. I do like a team aspect a little bit. Um, I do think that's kind of kitschy. Um, I, I think it would be fun to do some of these kind of lower profile tournaments with some of these kind of gaggish things like a shotgun start. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe do that, especially if you're going to cross over with another a sporting event, be like, all right, we're going to do a 9am shotgun. So everybody's done for the Kentucky Derby or something like that. So yeah, that'd be cool. it, th- there could be some cool things that are come out of this, but as far as the drama, I hope the drama doesn't end. It won't because this, this, this lawsuit is going to stretch until February, March at the earliest is when it's probably going to get heard and started. So we'll go through the next two weeks. Cam Smith will be back next week. The mullet's going to make a run. Cause I, yeah. if he did, if, <laughs> He still hasn't confirmed it. It's just a lot of people have confirmed it. Yeah. And 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 I, and until he comes out and says it, I, I could also see him being the kind of smirky, schmarmy guy who he wants to win the FedEx Cup and then sit there and go, no, I'm not going anywhere. This is mine. You're all mine. Quit asking questions. Like I could see yeah. him, you know, <laughs> that BD energy kind of running yeah, through him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could also see him wanting to win. Look at like, that. Yeah, I would love to see him take the eighteen million dollar check that they hand him and just go. <laughs> Bye. <That's laughs> right. I'll, I'll be I'll be fine. They offered me two hundred million dollars. I'm fine. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, listen, we can go talk about Liv and PGA all day long. I do appreciate you coming on. We have a yes, another sir. guest. I don't know if you're busy tonight, but we're gonna probably do BB. Uh, I keep kidding. BB BMW Championship picks. Do you want to hang around? And then we'll bring you back and do some picks with us when uh, TJ gets back. Or are you busy? I actually have a kid upstairs. Uh, oh. Even though even though it's ten even though it's ten eleven, uh, she's she's kind of squirming around, and I'm I'm on call. So, All right, I got uh, you. But I I will tell you well, this right give us now. A quick, quick then before you head out. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, you don't ball striker ball strikers criteria. It's a par four course. Colin Morikawa is the best ball striker on tour, bar none. A lot of birdies last week, and if people and he's been flying low profile. So look for him to break out this week. Will Zalatoris is playing out of his mind. Do not, do not, do not sleep on Willie Z. Keep riding that train, and I think he's going to ride it all the way to a FedEx Cup championship. But at the last one is going to be Justin Thomas. He's another one of those guys. Par four course. Look for JT to do big things. So Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, and I can't even remember what my first one was. Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa first. Perfect. All right. Sounds great to me. Um, I'll pull up the odds later when I go through the picks and stuff, but we appreciate you. We're going to bring on uh, Andrew and you again uh, a couple weeks from now. I'm, Anytime, uh, brother. And speaking of kids, I have my second one on the way. Anything Congratulations. Now. Thank you. Uh, I, have, I have a little girl already and I have another little girl on the way. So uh, girl hashtag, dad. Hashtag yeah, girl dad. dad. It's, uh, it's the best. We, yeah. So we're expecting any minute now. So I'm probably take a couple weeks off from the podcasting stuff because I'm gonna be uh, many, many sleepless nights. But uh, if you need somebody, back, if you we'll need somebody you. to sit in your seat and keep it warm, holler at your boy. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll hit you up and uh, and Andrew as well, and then maybe you guys could join us again for uh, President's Cup actions right around yeah. the corner. All right, man. Thank you so Back. much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And just tell us where we can find you again. Uh, oh God, yeah. yeah at Divots and Pivots. And, at Divots yeah. and Pivots. At This Buds for You. At the Real Mister Mallard. Uh, find us on Twitter. And if you just go to YouTube divots and pivots, it's the only divots and pivots out there. Go subscribe, ring the bell. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, bud. I appreciate you. You're awesome. You're the man. Thanks again. We'll see you soon again. We'll take a quick break uh, for our sponsor. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 20% off with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. All right, we are back. Uh, that was True Classic. And uh, go to Belly Up Fantasy for the promo code. And now we were joined with Brian Scott from the Injured List podcast. And we're going to talk a little about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets and uh, his injury that's currently, you know, I think he had surgery on it this week, right? Brian, you're muted. Hey, Brian, you're uh, you're muted right now. Yeah, uh, I guess. Sorry, uh, I think it was on Tuesday, right? What's, what's today? Wednesday? So yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, reports coming out of Jets camp were that everything went smooth and it was uh, deemed a success, which translates to me that um, his major ligaments were spared any injury. But apparently, he did have a meniscus injury, which uh, is not surprising. Um, that required just a little trim, which no big deal. However, he does have a bone bruise, and that is actually going to be the limiting factor in getting him back on the field anytime soon. So, so um, I'm not uh, a doctor. Well, I am a doctor, but I'm not <laughs> a medical doctor. I have, I have a juris doctor. But explain to me a little bit. Obviously, meniscus, stuff like that, I don't really know it. I, I get it's around your knee. Uh, yeah. But you're saying, well, so you had a meniscus surgery, but what was it for? Was it for a tear? Was it ACL tear? What, was that, what exactly is it? And you're, you're you're describing that he had to get surgery on. Yeah, so <laughs> let's rewind a little bit because this will yeah. it'll make a little more sense when I can explain it. So just the way that he got hurt was very concerning, and a lot of people were really worried initially that he might have tore the major ligament in his knee, the ACL. It's the one you always hear about. Um, yeah. Many of athletes have had it, you know, injured and had surgery to fix it. Um, 
And watching the replay of him get injured, there was a lot of concern amongst healthcare professionals and people watching that that's what he may have done, just because it looked eerily similar to a lot of other guys who've had ACL injuries. You know, a sudden planting of the leg, pivoting, and then trying to push off that knee, and it looked like it gave out on him and he went down. And when they did the initial MRI, it turned out that they didn't see any major ligament damage, although they did say at the time that he had a sprain. And, and essentially, a sprain is an injury to the ligament to some degree, whether it be a sprain where there's some stretching or inflammation within the ligament, maybe some micro tears, or it could be as severe as a complete rupture of the ligament. Okay. They didn't say that happened. What they said was the ligament was just sprained, that it looked like it was still intact. Um, they did notice that he had a bone bruise on, um, uh, and they didn't weren't specific. But they also did say he had a meniscus tear. Now, the meniscus are kind of like the shock absorbers that sit between the bones in the knee. And those things are really important because they provide protection to the rest of the cartilage in your joint, um, which is the stuff that helps protect you from developing arthritis. And when you hear the combination, though, of bone bruise, ligament sprain, and meniscus tear, those three things together are very, very concerning from my perspective, because okay. usually what that means is usually that the ACL was in fact injured. And usually okay. it's more significant than you might initially appreciate. And so okay. part of the reason that he had that surgery wasn't so much to treat the injury as much as it was diagnostic. They were okay. able to go in arthroscopically, meaning they used a couple of cameras, they used two small incisions, and actually visualize the major ligaments in the knee, visualize the cartilage and all the other structures inside the knee, including the meniscus, and really get a better assessment of whether or not there was any major structural damage to these structures in the knee. And by all the reports so far, they did not see anything like that. The meniscus, okay. trimming the meniscus is not a big deal. A lot of people have that procedure routinely. It's a very in and out kind of thing. However, with the bone bruise, that's the thing that's going to really slow up his recovery because bone bruises, essentially, it's like a contusion of the bone. However, it's not like getting a bruise in like your thigh or your arm where it's muscle tissue and soft tissue. These bruises tend to linger a lot longer. They take a long time to get better, and they are very painful initially. So um, word was that they might keep him off that leg for a couple of weeks, maybe on crutches for a week or two after surgery. But you're looking at week one is like barely a month away. There's no way he's going to be ready. I mean, there's just no way. Like, I don't think they would risk putting him out there. So, what's the uh, what's timetable for something like this? I know you said week, you know, week one's what, a couple of weeks? What the September 11th? So, yeah, it's less than about, four weeks away. Less than four weeks away. It's less yeah. than a month. So, you don't see him uh, in your perspective that he's not coming back by by week one. No, I, I'd I'd probably push it out closer to six to eight weeks from the actual time of surgery. Okay, just based surgery. just just based purely on that bone bruise, man. Really? Because those take a long time to get better. Yes. Would it be possible he tough, toughens up and gets out there a little earlier? Well, I, is that I mean, so, uh, you know, like a lot of other things, there's different severities of bone bruises too. I mean, if the contusion of the bone was a small area, if it wasn't a very deep bruise where it didn't expand to a lot of a big portion of the bone itself, then yeah, that could potentially heal pretty quick. But, okay. but with all the other stuff going on, you know, that ligament sprain, they said, you know, having the meniscus kind of shaved down. His knee is definitely going to be sore. It's going to, you know, his muscles are going to get weakened just from being off it for a couple of weeks here and from the surgery. So he, he's going to need a couple of weeks to rehab and get this thing back, you know, back. Um, 
week one is very, very optimistic, but in my book, it's it's unrealistic. <laughs> well, that's not that's not good for uh, for Jeff fans, but I guess it could be. It could have been worse, though. It could it, be, it could, it least, could have been much worse. Definitely it, could have been much worse. A lot more. You know, when you first saw the injury it was bad, and you're thinking ACL, you're thinking maybe done for the year. So I guess yeah. when you hit six to eight weeks, and he misses the first couple weeks of the season, you're probably set up for that when you first see the injury. So I don't think. It's not the end of the world type of thing. I'm it's sure. not. And, I mean, listen, Flacco is a more than capable backup. The guy's got a lot of experience. He's a Super Bowl winner. Um, you know, I, if you're going to go into the season uh, in this situation, this is probably one of the best situations it could be. Granted, you know, you don't want your number one star there, your potential yeah. future QB to be out. But and, and and it is his second knee injury in as many years, which is not good. Is not good <laughs> but, um, you know, hopefully hopefully this there is nothing structurally wrong going forward and this knee will heal up and mend up in uh, six to eight weeks or so is my prediction. And he'll be back on the field doing his thing without any lingering effects. Yeah. So do you think now with an injury like this moving forward for him, I know you said, you know, it's close to the ACL, maybe, you know, possibly a tear near it or, you know, I know the meniscus is that shock absorber. Basically what I'm getting at is, is there a fear or risk moving forward that he's more likely or more prone to having an injury to the ACL in the future. So, you know, in people like you and I, people out in the general public, laymen who don't aren't pro athletes, yes, I would say it without a doubt. You always worry right. that 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 ligament, the integrity of that ligament to some degree was injured or damaged and that could potentially cause some micro instability in the knee which may predispose you to an injury down the line. In a professional athlete, with all the diagnostic tools they have, with all the resources they got, with the fact that these guys are worth millions of dollars, you would hope that they wouldn't let something like that go with the potential that he could yeah. get hurt. So, yeah. you know, you got to trust the experts, and he was in the hands of a very capable surgeon. Um, I think he was out in L.A. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he was seeing some of the top-notch guys in the industry. Uh, sure. You got you to hope and wish, and, and I'm sure that they did the right thing by him, and I'm sure that the, had they seen anything – that was very concerning. They would have addressed it at that time. Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully, you know, obviously we're Zach Wilson to get better, better soon. Uh, I'm not a jet fan. I'm a giants fan, but I know with, um, you know, the two guys who are jet fans, which is why I wanted to bring you in. Cause I'm sure they would have a lot more questions for you. Uh, Nick could be here tonight and uh, TJ's running late, but he still hasn't shown up yet. So well, that's okay. Uh, they can always watch later on the replay. Yeah, they'll watch later and they'll find out that this is actually good news, even though considering if he misses a couple weeks of the season, it's not the, not the worst thing in the world, but going to my New York giants is I got you here. I know you're the injured list guy. You love talking injuries. You love talking about, you know, the, the bones, the knees and the joints and everything. Oh, yeah. My guy Saquon Barkley coming back from a couple injuries now. Uh, you know, it's it's tough looking at him the last couple of years because he had so many injuries to you know the knees, I believe it was, uh, and whatever else he also injured. Um, but what? How do you feel about him moving forward in this year? I mean, I obviously you can just give your perspective of what it might be. Uh, but how do you feel about Saquon going into, especially a fantasy perspective? Yeah. You know, is it someone we want to take a risk on? Um, Obviously, it, there's more factors to it than just injury. You know, if Larry's get the ball enough, how they're going to play him. But for injury-wise, is it worth the risk to take Saquon early on in a fantasy draft as opposed to, you know, hopefully try to pick him up later on and just say, fuck it, we'll deal with it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so from an injury perspective, I definitely think that if he's going to have uh, – kind of get his career back on course, this is going to be the year. He's He's about two years out from his ACL injury and reconstruction, which – yeah. At that time, that's that's when you can expect somebody to be well within their 100% kind of back to form 
and you can expect that there's no real higher risk of injury than there was before the first time. So uh, as far as the ACL is concerned, he's had a great time to kind of really not have to worry about that anymore. Um, okay. can, can, and, and in comparison, Odell Beckham Jr. re-ruptured his ACL less than two years out from his initial injury. And that is in football with receivers and running backs. That's the highest time where the the potential is to re-injure is under that two-year mark. So Saquon's okay. past that two-year point. So there's no reason to think that he can't be back to the Saquon of old. Now, you know, I always think guys will lose a little bit of a step coming off that injury, no matter how old you are, especially at this level. Any little, you know, setback or loss or major injury like that is it's going to lose you a fraction of a second, which in the NFL is a big deal. Um, he had a high ankle sprain, I think, last year or the around the same time. Um, everything gets all jumbled up in my head because of COVID. But yeah. the last two years, he's dealt with a high ankle sprain and the and the ACL, which really lost a significant amount of time. But again, that that's something that he should be well past and well and well through should not cause any lingering effects with him. I expect him to have as good a year as he's going to have going forward for the rest of his career. I don't think these injuries are going to play into anything um, that we see him do on the field this year. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear as a Giant fan. I definitely want to see Saquon get back to the old Saquon. I want to see him be successful. You know, uh, you know, get him and make, pick, making that pick so early in the draft for a running back was a risk. But yep. I mean, hopefully it, it pans out at the end of it here because he's got uh, he's got a contract year coming up anyway. So, yeah. But, uh, Matt wanted to say uh, about <laughs> Zach Wilson that he better channel his inner John Cena uh, to come back a little earlier. Um, any, any other major injuries that you that you that well, have happened so far in the preseason that you're worried about or looking at at all? Um, well, I mean, just going back to the Jets, I mean, I would be more worried about Mackay Beckton. I mean, that dude's career could be in jeopardy after his recent injury. Oh, right. Right, I forgot um, about that injury. What, what, what exactly his injury was? If you want, yeah. To go so, I mean, he had an injury last year, and he had some cartilage damage. It sounds like he actually yeah. had the same injury again this year, which may have caused even more cartilage damage. And what happened was his kneecap actually slipped out of the groove that it sits in, and basically called did what we call a subluxation, where it popped out and went back in, and in the process caused a fracture to the kneecap. That's not the issue. The issue is the fact that the kneecap is unstable. And it was able to slip out of that groove, and he's got a history of that happening before, and he's got cartilage damage on top of it. It's it's not good. And in a guy that's you know six seven like three hundred plus pounds offensive yeah. lineman, that's probably one of the worst injuries you can have. Um, yeah, I can imagine. This guy hasn't even played like a game. I think right in an NFL, maybe one game. Like, and that's when he fir- suffered the first injury. I mean, the poor guy, two years yeah. out of college, he hasn't even really been able to get his career started, and yeah. already it's not looking good. Yeah, I don't. I like I said, I'm not really a Jets fan, so I can't tell you when he was drafted or yeah, how many games. Not he long played, ago, but, but it has it hasn't been long, and huh. uh, you know it's either two or three years, and it might be as you said, it might be two years out from college or for him to already have this injury. Now he's done for the year, correct? Uh, more injury. than likely, yeah. Okay. I, I'd be shocked if he was able to come back. Okay. He's gonna if 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 what happened is what I understand based on what I've read, then mm-hmm. he's likely going to require season-ending surgery. Oh wow! So he's. Uh, yeah. He's basically done. He's, and, you know, and, too, because he got a, he got a lot of hard. Uh, he's got a hard time here in, in New York. The media they were they were killing him over being overweight. Then he lost the weight. They were saying the way he was standing over the pony. I mean, who's looking fat? You know, basically just to, you know taking it right to him. And uh, he he came back. He he was, he was looking in better shape. He was playing a little yeah. better. But to get that injury, it sucks. He doesn't get the chance to prove the uh, New York media wrong at this point, which sucks because you know New York media is uh, not. Yeah, they don't. They're relentless. Man. Yeah, they're you relentless. 
not many people yeah. can play here. Uh, you know, as you can see with Joey Gallo, <laughs> yeah. who had already already gone for a full year uh, in yep. Pinstripe. So it would have been nice to see uh, Becton, uh, you know, shut up the shut up the doubters, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, have to wait another year. Uh, yeah. So. Now there's been a bunch of other injuries throughout the league. I can't even remember all of them off the top of my head, yeah, but I'm I did. Sure. I was on the Belly Up Fantasy Live uh, show a couple of weeks ago, and I ran yeah. through a bunch. Um, okay. I know the running back position and the wide receiver position are always kind of the big ones because these are the skilled players that a lot of guys bank on for their points in fantasy, as well as quarterback positions. So um, we definitely ran through a bunch of receivers and running backs. So I uh, recommend uh, your fans check out that that episode. Yeah, um, I've definitely. also done a couple of little injury uh, updates throughout the last two weeks here, so you can see those on my Facebook and um, on my on my YouTube page and Twitter page. Um, just to kind of get a sense of what's going on out there. Or you can always just message me. I'm always willing to just drop you an email real quick and just give you some quick updates. But um, yeah. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. I know um, definitely there, there's been a lot of running backs over the last two years that were down with some pretty significant injuries and have mm-hmm. kind of battled back. Yeah. Um, again, and same thing with receivers. There's been some guys that are coming off injury, uh, Thomas with the Saints, was a big one with an ankle problem that's been lingering for two right. years. Yeah. Um, and it was all kind of shouted in secrecy and um, no one really knew what's going on. So um, to, to, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I, I'd, I'd much rather be dealing with an ankle issue rather than a knee issue if I was him. But, yeah. you know, there's still some ankle stuff that can really kind of be detrimental if you're a receiver having to cut, twist, plant off your foot. Um, sounds like he had multiple surgeries. What, what, what in my mind, triggers that is usually some type of arth- arthritic process that's set in and they probably had to go clear it out, you know, which is never good to hear when you're talking about a young athlete in the professional ranks. Um, when they start developing early onset arthritis because of some old injuries that usually kind of starts to let their career start to dwindle down very quickly. And unfortunately in the NFL, the average uh, lifespan is not very long um, at the skill position player. So uh, you hope that's not the case for him. Um, McCaffrey was a big topic of conversation just because of the injuries he's dealt with the last two years. Right. Um, yeah, he had a high ankle that. sprain. He had a, a AC joint separation that caused him to miss a lot of games the last two seasons. So hopefully for him, he, he looks, you know, to be in tip top shape. He's never really ever looked out of shape, but he unfortunately yeah. keeps getting these injuries that keep yeah. shutting him down. So hopefully he'll have a bounce back year and not have any issues. I don't think any of the injuries he had in the past will kind of linger into this year as well. Um, well, that'll be good. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. We're not big on fantasy. We don't really go into break down drafts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, people out there do do care about it, obviously. So yep. I, I figured we just hit on some other points around the NFL. Now, uh, Aaron Rodgers last year he had a he had COVID toe. Is that is that real? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got to remember what that exactly was. So there's no such thing as COVID toe. I um, yeah, I figured there wasn't. That's, that's a misnomer. Um. I can't remember what the, it sounded like he might have either had gout or some type of fungal toenail thing. If I remember correctly, I, I would have to look back, but oh, there's no such thing as COVID toe. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't think it's COVID toe, but he got, no such thing you, you think maybe he might've had the King's disease then G- eating too much, uh, some red meat, some shrimp. Uh, That's exactly right. He was probably drinking a lot uh, of beer. wine and drinking a lot of red meats. Yeah. A lot of wine. He it. likes his whiskey though. His whiskey. Well, any form of alcohol. Any, Any form of alcohol, alcohol right? can trigger a gout attack. So maybe yeah. he's got a little underlying gout that we didn't yeah. know about. Maybe, maybe. all the fungal. Maybe. Yeah. But Brian, uh, I appreciate you joining us. We're, we're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, no problem. We're talking about the New York, New York Yankees. But 
We okay. have Matt joining us from Wrestling Addicts soon. But Brian, uh, where can we find you? Get, well, your Twitter handle is at uh, host Brian Scott, correct? Correct. I, I'm on there. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Injured List Podcast. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel by the same name where I've been doing some more stuff recently, trying to get out some video injury updates on a weekly basis as we start getting closer to week one in the NFL season. And I'm going to try to make that a weekly thing uh, coming out on Thursdays. Um, uh, right before the Thursday night game, where I'll give a quick kind of rundown of the week injury uh, injured players just to kind of give a quick synopsis of where they're at. Um, mostly for fantasy people out there looking to make roster moves at the last minute or not yeah. sure what to do with uh, some of their uh, roster players heading into the weekend. And then um, I'm on a bunch of belly up stuff throughout the <laughs> throughout the weeks here, just trying to give some uh, injury updates and information uh, to uh, fantasy guys uh, and guys like your like scoreboard addicts here across the across the belly up network. Uh, so you can always find me on there as well. well um, we appreciate you. Yeah, we'll, it's my we'll pleasure. Bring you back. Let's be honest. It's the NFL. Injuries yeah. injuries happen very often uh, yep. to big players too. Unfortunately, obviously we don't wish it on anybody, but. They do happen, unfortunately, and you seem to be the guy to uh, to break them down for us and explain it to me. I'm a five year old. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's well. So the thing I always go by is the media reports, right? I'm reading the same stuff yeah. that you guys are reading, and they do a terrible job of explaining anything. And oftentimes, yeah. the terms they use are completely wrong, and they interchange <laughs> a lot of words that don't belong interchangeable. And so I'm just trying to, you know, decipher the code embedded within these articles. So that you guys can have a little bit better understanding of what's going on and make make decisions for yourselves and you know at least know whether or not the tickets you're going to buy to your next game are going to include the guy you want to see play, or if he's yeah. actually going to be out because he's hurt and and you don't know that. So or or or, or I'm going to put my money on whether or not I'm exactly have big, that too. I yes. have that big player in there. Well, Brian, right. thank you. We're going to take my a pleasure. Short break. We appreciate you coming on again. We'll definitely have you back throughout the NFL season. No problem. Anytime. Take care, guys. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you later. We're going to take a quick break. For our other sponsor here, uh, Manscaped, and then we'll be right back with Matt and talk to some New York Yankees. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Fellas, the fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with the Performance Package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off 
and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find our lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. So slot it at the quarterback and get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in a PPR league. I can't. Anytime he says to put the PP back in the PPR league, I, I have to laugh at that. But we were talking about the dreadful, dreadful and woeful. Wolfo. I don't know what I'm talking right now. So it's like I'm saying mofo. I can't talk right now. I have a cold. Anyway, we're bringing on Matt. Matt, what's going on? We're talking about the woeful New York Yankees. Uh, terrible. Matt's outside. Terrible. Enjoying outside. Beautiful weather out today, right? Yes, it is. Not too hot. Don't do that. On not, my show, please. not too hot. Not too <laughs> cold. Um, It's perfect. It's a nice August night. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh. Yankees are trailing right now four to two again to the Rays. It seems like they kick it out to a lead. They're always they're always chasing their team. Uh so they were trailing four nothing in this game. Glaber hit two on home run. Uh it's four to two right now. They're in a rain delay. Um I was down there was when the rain delay ended, so they're starting again. And I was hoping the rain delay was gonna keep this game from being postponed. So I didn't have to say the Yankees lose again tonight. But unfortunately that's not the case. They're just terrible right now. It's not it's not even like they're playing hard and they're losing. They're just playing like shit and they're losing. And, th- and that's the worst part about it. it just seems it's like, they like the care. fans care more. Exactly. The yeah. fans care more than the team. And it shows. And the thing is, too, they had a good <clears throat> win Saturday with IKF. He had his first home run. He had the safety bunt, uh, you know, to get the uh, to get the run across the game winning run in the top of the ninth. And it typically was one of those moments they would rally around and be like, all right, here we go. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. We're going to turn, turn this thing around. Uh, you know, we had a slump, slumps over. And teams go to slumps. We know this is baseball. You're not going to win 162 games. You're going to have the lows. You're going to have the highs. And I was like, all right. First uh, first week, I was like, all right, this is a low. It's fine. It's been a pretty good season. Second week happened again. I said, all right, it's fine. We still have, uh, still have a big lead. Uh, <laughs> and the third week of it, it's like, all right, we still have a big lead. But, like, seriously, get your shit together because we're going to blow a 10-game lead now. Yeah. And that's where they're at. And, like, you know, like, in our group chat, like, when they were losing, when Cashman didn't really make any moves, I'm like, oh, that's it. This is the downfall. This is the downfall of them. You're like, it's not the downfall. They're just having a rough patch. But now it's like it, it, it doesn't seem like anyone really cares about the direction this team is going. You know, like Rizzo could wear his socks up high, but like it's—I don't really see any fight in them anymore. I don't, and I seen—I've seen people say on Twitter that the <clears throat> the the clubhouse dynamic is off. Something's off in the clubhouse. Is it because Monty was traded? Listen, I don't think Jordan I, Montgomery I was the backbone of the fucking yeah. clubhouse. I joke around that that's what it was, but it's not really. I don't. It's not. I mean, it's not. But they didn't really make any improvements. Well, here's the thing. So when it first when they first did it, it was like, okay, we got another starter pitcher. It wasn't the guy we wanted. It wasn't Luis Castillo? 
it was Frankie Montez. It's like, well, he's still a serviceable pitcher. Is he a top line starter? I mean, well, he wasn't the A's, but this is not this is not the uh, AL West. This is that uh, AL East. You know, you got to be you be better than that. And yeah, his first atom was really bad. Listen, it happens. You're in transition. You're in pinstripes now. Maybe a little more pressures on you. You know, you you went from Oakland, who didn't, wasn't really in the middle of a race. Now you are in a race, so it changes things up. So I can see it happens. His second atom wasn't that bad. They just didn't get him run support again. And that's truly really happening right now. The pitching is not the issue. It's the offense. And the yeah. offense wasn't an issue early on. You know, you have Rizzo was bombing home runs all the time. Stan obviously is injured right now, but he was hitting home runs. So I think he, his bat's obviously missing. I mean, Judge is still playing very well. He's still a front runner for the AL MVP. But it's it's offense is just lacking. And there's just, it doesn't seem that anyone there behind like those names like Judge yeah. or Rizzo. And even Rizzo hasn't been playing that great. Torres isn't playing amazing. He hit a home run today, but he hasn't been as amazing as he could be. You have DJ LeMahieu who's hurt. So yeah, they are Carpenter's through, hurt. Carpenter's hurt. So they are going through a couple injury injuries right now. Uh, I should have had Brian come back and talk about a little injury. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it is what it is, and the Yankees need to figure it out. you know. And, and they put a little – you know, we've been seeing bats by Donaldson, who's been horrible this year. It, it was a bad deal. He, he took on $25 million with Donaldson. Granted, he plays a great third base, but his bat is lacking. Before the season started, I have I had I drafted Donaldson on my fantasy team. I'm like, he's at the Yankees, nice protection. I'm like, I'm not expecting like 40, 100 like he used to do. I'm like, I'll take 25, 80. Yeah. He went from 99% owned in CBS. <laughs> he's down to I think 65% owned. Hey, and his, his star percentage is like 15. He's terrible. It's not, I mean, he's not worth starting, especially fantasy wise. He's not start for real life baseball wise. But you got to, you have $25 million invested in him. You got to play him. Judge just walked. It's now 4 3. He walked with bases loaded. All right. And then who's up next? <laughs> Someone who's going to, no, it's probably Rizzo. Isn't it Rizzo? No, um, I think Glaber, because when Glaber at the home run, Judge scored. Oh, is it so maybe, is Rizzo before yeah. Judge? I don't even know what the lineup looks like. I don't even know, but they <laughs> they put a little jolt of life into the to the to the offense of the team right now. They brought up Oswaldo Cabrera, and they brought up Floreal. Unfortunately, they once again dropped Miguel Andujar, who's definitely who definitely hates being a fucking Yankee at this point because it just for him he, he's been up and down, up and down. And I think after that 2018 year, he was second. He was runner up in the AL Rookie of the Year. He was the AP poll rookie of the year. He had a great rookie rookie year in 2018, and you haven't seen him since. It's and then he got hurt. He, he got, got hurt. hurt. He got and hurt. And Gio too. took over. And Gio took over, but that's what. And then Gio played so well that. And yeah, but career, his career. And Gio, great. Gio was a good Yankee. He played third base better than and Hart couldn't really play and uh, third yeah. base as well. But and Hart made a switch into his position to play the outfield now. And we had at bats. We've seen at bats by Joey Gallo for how long this season? To then be like, all right, we can't just you cannot justify not playing Andahar. I would have, and they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, he wouldn't even play. You know what they need to do? They need to keep and uh, keep Andahar on the roster and just DFA uh, Hicks. Cut your ties. You did it with Ellsbury. You you did it with A Rod. You did it with other big contracts. Eat the money and get him off the team, or just try to trade him. It's such a uh, bad contract, year. too. I guess in hindsight, you know, hindsight's obviously twenty twenty, but 
at the time it was a good it was a friendly it was a team friendly deal. But but even at the time it didn't make sense. No, it didn't because he wasn't the guy that I would invest that money into. You know, like it, you know, you're not spending money on free agents, you're not getting updating your pitching, but you're dropping seventy million on Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Was it seventy million, ten million dollars? Yeah, and and then you're gonna penny pinch when it comes to giving judge what he's asking for. Yeah. When you have right. that bad contract out there, so it's like the only, what the fuck only, are they the, doing? The same year he did that too was he also did the same thing for Sevy, and that's kind of bit him in the ass because they he's been hurt. But that's not like Sevy hasn't been terrible when Sevy's healthy. Yeah, he plays pretty well, but he's just not healthy enough. You know, to, to I don't know. I don't understand why they can't grow homegrown pitching. Who was their last homegrown they, pitcher? Monty. That, that, <laughs> no, that was that was successful. Well, I mean, he was successful. I don't think he was that bad of a homegrown pitcher. I mean, I don't think he was he was that good. <laughs> but you it know, was terrible. I mean, like, there's been terrible, terrible pitchers. Right? Yeah. Think about it. How many times they tell us, it's like Debbie Garcia was like the next great Yankee. They told us Chance Adams was a guy they didn't want to give up on him for a trade for like Cole back before when he was on Pittsburgh. They didn't want to give him up. They didn't want to give up Debbie Garcia. Have you seen Chance Adams, Debbie Garcia pitch to the pinstripes? Uh, last didn't Debbie Garcia pitch last year, a couple yeah. of games. He did, but he was horrible. Yeah, he yeah he wasn't yeah he, he, he hasn't wasn't been good. Back, he hasn't been back, and Chance Adams never really got a spot up here. Like he had like maybe one like relief start, a couple of relief appearances, and that was it. And thing is, I said I, we were talking about this in our group chat. Was that it was nice to see the Mets? They brought up Brett Batty, right? Yeah, hits a home run in his first at bat. But they saw there was a need for a young kid to come up at this point, and they said, "Let's just let's just do it." But why is it that it was like it takes? Everyone wants to see as as well Peraza up, right? Um, at play shortstop, and, and and it just takes them forever to even make a move like that. And it's because the reason why the Yankees have so much money invested in their, their top, you know, major league guys that they can't justify eating that money to how and playing someone who actually could probably, you know, benefit from playing or the team could benefit from them playing. What What's the hurt of giving as well? I mean, I'm obviously giving Cabrera a shot tonight, but what's, what's the hurt of giving Cabrera a shot besides if he does really well, we have to sit IKF or Donaldson and, and we're eating that money. It's it's funny because they decide to play the business part of of the game when it when it fits the, their narrative. They don't want to spend the money on free agents because they don't want to go over the luxury tax. So we we're stuck with what we have. But also in business, not every investment pans out. You eventually have to cut your losses. So it's just astonishing how it took them so long and i feel bad for joey gallo because he's not a bad player he was just in he was in a bad rut and he's not an average guy he's gonna hit home runs and strike out he did it with texas and he's been doing it since he got called up five five whatever years which, ago which i get that he's a swing and a miss he's a true three outcome guy but he wasn't putting those home runs up he's a lefty no. in the stadium yeah, That's the I mean, he's. I'm okay with you not batting for average. 
I'm okay with you not batting for average. I'm okay with you striking out. Judge strikes out. Stanton strikes out. But you got to produce some way. And at the point, his bat, even his on-base percentage was down. Like, the things he did well were hitting home runs, get on base, and he didn't do those anymore. And being that he wasn't doing it, they cut cut their losses, and they traded him away for a minor league pitcher. But I don't think they were – I will say, I know you said you cut your losses here, but – I don't think they had that much money wrapped up in Joey Gallo's contract. I think the Rangers were paying for most of it. So that's one of those things where Cashman can say, listen, you're not paying his full salary. We could, we could just cut him, trade him away, and we'll be done with it. And then we'll bring in Ben Attendee, who's definitely not who – I mean, granted, Ben Attendee has not been Ben Attendee. He's been the all-star that he was. But he's still an upgrade to, to Joey Gallo. I don't know. Well – but the point I was making was that, you know, if it's not working with Hicks, like it didn't work with Gallo, you find a way to cut your loss. So you cut him. DFA him, let someone else sign him, and then he's not our problem anymore. And that opens up a roster spot for, you know, someone who you don't have to pay $70 million to. Someone that's in the farm system that you could strike lightning in a bottle and have, you know, the next judge or, you know, the next Jeter because the captain just showed. So it just, it's, to me, it's like, I don't know, like I'm confused as to like what they care about because people are still going to go see the Yankees anyway because it's the Yankees, you know, more than just New Yorkers than people live here, go there. Yeah. You know, tourists come here all the time. It's the summer. You have camps going there. You have summer schools going there. It's People are always going to go and see them. So it's not like, you know, oh, the team's bad. No one's going to show. And you're going to drop $300 almost on bullshit memorabilia and food. So they don't care because they're still making their money back. They're but if they that- spent the money and they put out a competitive team, you're in the playoffs. That's more money. You know, you're in the World Series. That's revenue for the city and for you. Endorsements and all that other bullshit. You know, it just, to me, it's 2009. Was I knowing that the last time we won a World Series is the last time yeah. we were in the World Series. That's unacceptable. Yeah. And I'm not no, saying that, that being a spoiled here's Yankee the, fan. I'm saying that's being a fan. Yeah, but here's the thing with Hicks, though, is if you cut him, it's $70 million guaranteed. I'm looking at his contract right now. So he's averaging $10 million a year. You're, you're on the hook for that. And how how is not going to sign a check and be like, all right, we're going to. I didn't know it was guaranteed. That's crazy. Seventy it's seventy Excuse million dollars guaranteed. You can't just cut him. And how is that going to be like? Oh, I'm paying this guy thirty million dollars next three years. There's only three years left. I think he has three or four. I think yeah, until twenty twenty. I just closed it, but yeah, I think he's they about need three to trade him in the off season. They got to move him in, in the off. They have to move him. I'm sure he was trying to move him, but everyone's like, I don't, I don't fucking need him. <laughs> Like who, we don't need him. Like what team is going to need a guy who's not who has not played stellar defense at center field and who is not hitting? Who has what need is that? There's no need there. And then you're taking ten million dollars a year on top of your cap. Yeah, I don't know, cap, but you're taking a hit ten million dollars if you're taking that contract on. So I mean, the Yankees are in a rough, in a rough spot with Aaron Hicks because either someone eventually takes him or they do a buyout and they say peace out. Here's your money, and that's it. We'll be done. We'll. With ties, someone else will pay you whatever they want to pay you, but you're still getting money from us. I don't know. Tough situation. That's not a, that's not a bad option, though. If this 
The buyout probably the only option. That's to do it. That's to do with Ellsbury. They bought him out because they weren't. He was, he was a waste. Until was. So, so besides the Yankees, uh, moving over to crosstown New York Mets, who were just dominating. They're just winning all the time. They lost last night, but they're winning. I think they won already tonight. But uh, you know they're still in first place. And I think TJ and Nick were saying, you know, they they were they were thinking they're going to collapse was coming in August. And I think complete opposite of that happened. And I said, yeah. I said this New York Mets team is not the same New York Mets team that you saw blow an eight game lead in in September. And the Braves are a very good team. The Braves win pretty often as well. They're they're up there as a great team. They're defending world champs, and they don't lose very often either. And the Mets are still holding them off. And when they play, uh, you know, head to head, the Mets are beating them, which is even better. Yeah. Those are when you catch those are the games you catch ground on. Because you can't control who everyone else plays. When you control one p- person you are playing and you're winning, that's that's good for your team. And that's obviously – they went four or five a couple weeks in, a couple, a couple weekends ago against the Braves. That yeah. pushed the lead out further. And then you have – Chris was very happy about right that. <laughs> Excuse me? Chris was very happy about that. Well, of course. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, I mean, it, it was – and what the Mets did to the Braves, I'm hoping – just to jump back, that the Yankees are able to do that when they play the Blue Jays because if they get swept, then it's time. Then it's I think it's really time to panic. Yeah, it's t- yeah. If, if they do, because then if that happens, it's it's a lot closer that that gap, the ten game gap, is is then almost gone at that point. Uh, if they get three games sweep, you're at seven games, and then you're like, all right, now we're really panicking. So it's you know the Yankees got to start winning. They got to go in here, so they got healthy too. That's yeah, them, but. But good for the Mets. Listen, you're a Mets fan. You know, shout out to you guys because you guys have been waiting for this for a very long time, and you got a really good team here. And you know, yeah, I'm not, I hope saying, they I'm, not, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they have really good pitching staff. Uh, you know, Degrom and Scherzer in the playoffs. Do you want to face that one-two punch? Probably not. So no. you got a good shot even, at it, even though that they're the Mets rotation is taking a couple of hits with uh, Carrasco and Walker. Being hurt, but still, even oh, even with that, you still have like, and that's how important Degrom and Scherzer are because even though you lost your three and four, with that one and two, it's especially in the, in the three game series, game over. Yeah. Good good luck to whoever plays the Mets because yeah. that's that's who you're facing. That's what you need. The one two punch. It's it's huge, but. Moving into another big story here in MLB, Fernando Tatis, 80-game suspension for PEDs. I'm not saying steroids because it's not steroids per se, but performance-enhancing drugs. He suspended 80 games. And did you see Fernando Tatis Sr.'s explanation for it? Ringworm? <laughs> said it was some sort of fungus on it after yeah. a, a haircut at a barber. Uh, got some sort of fungus and they used a spray or something that had some sort of chemical or drug in it that popped hot when he got tested. Now, I don't know, call me naive or not maybe naive, but Fernando Tatis Jr. has very long hair. How often does he go to the barbershop? Yeah, I don't mean, it just... He has, like, dreads, right? Yeah. But maybe he has, like, the, uh, you know, sometimes they have, like, over here a shave, I guess. Yeah, he probably got a shave up, but but still, like, it's... I don't... Have you ever gotten fungus from a haircut? No. Uh, no, I haven't. No, I have not either. 
Wow, you know what? Um, real quick, Seattle five, Colorado one. Jetta Montgomery got the win. Did you say Seattle? No, you Colorado. Mean, you mean St. Louis? Oh, uh, did I? What I I said Seattle. Yeah, you said Seattle. Oh wow, my bad. St. Louis. <laughs> St. Louis five, Colorado one. Jetta Montgomery got the win. He got run support. Yeah, see? Yeah, the run support. And the Crazy. Yankees, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything with the bases loaded again? No, no of course fourth. not. They're still, they're still losing 4-3. Yeah. Out of the eighth, though, maybe they'll make a – maybe they'll tie this game. I don't know. Their offense has been putrid. It's um, have, they, have they scored over five runs in the past, like, week? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm over updating my, my Twitter header and updating losses all the time. I'm just going to fucking remove it. I'm done. I'm yeah, done putting their record up there. First of all, that's like exhausting. To do that after every game. I would definitely forget. I forget. No, I definitely forget. Like I probably like, forget. two games would go by and I'd be like, oh shit. If I did that, it'd probably feel like the Yankees like 36 and 12. It would still say 36 and 12. Like, <laughs> Better, happier there. times. Happier times. Happier times. Well, not because I was happier times, just because I forgot to update it because I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm over it now. I'm done. So Fernando Tatis, what do you think then? Guilty, not guilty? Was it a mistake or was no? He, honestly, uh, I think I think he's guilty because poor excuse. Not even the poor excuse. I felt like because he's injured that he was uh, didn't think they would go out and test him. Yeah, like I figured it would take him playing, coming back, you know, playing a couple of you know rehab games. But the fact that they that he wasn't actively playing, and that happened, it was. Um, I mean, I think he's guilty because I think it's so like that excuse. Oh, oh, I don't know what was in there. Like to me is bullshit because I would be paranoid because you you lose everything, yeah. everything. Like like you're telling me that you like I would be a nervous wreck. I'm like, hey, what's in there? You know, like I, I would be like a, a parolee who, who like can't test positive for drugs he has to go back to jail because like you he's never going to be in the hall of fame he's never going to be respected and rizzo just tied the game 4-4 nice he's never going to be respected it's his legacy is done like what a-rod said sunday night you know he goes i didn't listen so explain what he said a-rod said that he said that these young players didn't learn from his mistakes uh, and, you know, and that, you know, this is something that's going to travel him his entire career. He won't be in the Hall of Fame because a goes, I'm not in the Hall of Fame, you know, and that's something I have to live with. So it's it's about how he handles himself. You know, I think, fuck, I, I forgot the exact number, but I think he's missed, like, over 200 games, Tatis, since he signed that $340 million contract. That's like a... Getting paid. Now, well, it's mentioned to that's stop. That's a season like, and a half, almost. Yeah. That's crazy. It's He's crazy. missed that many games. But also, Tatis, I think if, if you call like MLB and being like, hey, I need to use this for fungus, I think they approve you, right? Isn't it like... Isn't there some sort of role at the CBA or... The player um, that if you if you if you investigate or ask before you use some sort of drug, they actually I know the NFL does that definitely. 
But is it something I like that? I mean, I think the MLB might have that as well, where if he only does reach out and be like, hey, I have to use this fungus. I'm not really sure what's in it. Do you think I could take this and not test positive? Or can I take it and be exempt from testing positive? I think that's what they have to do. All right. Obviously, it's not the same thing. But when I worked <laughs> at, the, at the drug uh, rehab place, oh, people God. would call in and ask, um, hey, listen, I have a cold. I have the flu. Um, am I okay to take Robitussin? Yeah, oh, bro, yeah. And we, you wouldn't be able to take it because you the drug it. that's in alcohol is yeah, also yeah. in there, and then yeah. you would, you know, pop positive. You have to have like that. an alcohol-free Robitussin, probably. Exactly. So you would have to find a different alternative. I'm thinking, it's like because you know, look at it this way: if we say yes. And then, you know, and you know that that's what would show up on the test. Then you can just go out and drink and, you know, have a drink and, you know, fake it with that. So I don't really see the MLB be like, oh, yeah, it's all right. Because then whatever product that is a steroid or enhancement that does have that in there, then he could take that and be like, well, I told you that. And that's why I tested positive. But I think there's still a way that if it's like. Or at least to get an alternative. You know, I mean? like look into what's what is in there. You don't want to get you want to get hit for fungus in your hair. I never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> but, honestly, it's <coughs> you still want to reach out. You still want to be like, hey, I'm taking this drug. It will make me test positive. If not, yeah, exactly. If, if, it, if it does, then can you find me some sort of alternative because I need to deal with this like medical issue that I'm dealing with. Yeah. That's what he should have did. The responsible thing to do. Yeah. But, you know, and fucking David Ortiz. I don't know if you heard what he said. I'm going to no, paraphrase it a little bit. I didn't want to he, hear it. He pretty much said that the way MLB announces it, like, hung him out to dry. Pretty much saying that, like, MLB hung Tatis out to dry the way they announced it. I mean, if you ask me. They announced his suspension the same way they announced everyone else's. But yeah. the only difference is every other suspension before Tatis has all been minor leaguers. It hasn't been a major leaguer who makes, you know, who has a $340 million contract. So, of course, when you break that type of news, it's going to be earth shattering. You'd be like, holy shit. It's like, do they have the right person? You know, he was immediately dropped in one of my fantasy leagues. Like, as soon as I got the ESPN update, immediately dropped. And mm-hmm. I don't really – and first of all, Ortiz should really not weigh in. I was going to say he should not be weighing in at that. Any on steroids or anything like that. Seeing how he did that. and He was on the same list that A-Rod was on, but yet everyone vilifies A-Rod yeah. and not Ortiz. I know. Okay. Anyway. Oh. Um. Like it's by keep on bringing more attention to it and trying to excuse the reason why he did it is bullshit. Let's be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm disappointed, but that's all I'm really going to comment on. That's not really for me to say. Yeah, and move on. Move on. Listen, as soon as you said Ortiz, I was going to be like, whatever he said is probably idiotic. Listen, no, and listen, I get it. You know, they all, you know, love baseball. You know, they're all probably like really close. You know, I just, it's just shut up. That's it. You know, you're not his father. Even his father should shut up. 
you know, just stop making excuses and enabling what he did. That's it. The fact that he's not appealing or anything, he knows he fucked up. He knows he's caught. So, yeah, you know, that's it. You know, maybe, honestly, maybe the Padres knew. And that's why they traded for Soto. So they, you know, they had that protection or whatever for Machado. But it's just, it's really unfortunate. Well, I think we dissected that enough. And I think we were talking enough of Yankees and a little bit of Mets. Uh, but kind of want to wrap things up here. Now, TJ was supposed to join us late. I don't know where he is. <laughs> we, used to, we used to do a golf pick sponsored by Piper. Um, let's get the Piper banner up. Go to Piper.golf, promo code SCORE10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Now, I didn't really make any picks. I know, Matt, you don't really know golf anyway. But um, I like what Bud was saying earlier in the show. I don't know if you listen to him, but Bud Copeland joined us with Divots and Pivots. I he missed that like, one now. He, he liked Colin Morikawa because Colin Morikawa is uh, is like a pure hitter. And I guess a striker. Sorry, striker is the term he used. So he likes him here. So just to give the odds of what Bud's pick was. Is this Colin golf Mar- or UFC? This is golf. Oh, okay. Because you said striker. I was like, all right, what are we, what are ball, we talking ball about Ball striker. Here? Ball striker. Oh, okay. And Colin Morikawa plus 2,000. That was Bud's pick. He also said, stick with the hot hand, Will Zalatoris, plus 1,400. I think his other pick was also Justin Thomas, who's also plus 1,400. So if anyone wants to, not 1,400, plus 1,400. Come on, Matt, put it on the mute if you're going <laughs> to. Jesus, you're outside. I muted you. Sorry. <laughs> so um, those are those that those are Bud's pick. I do like the Kamara Kawa, especially that he's saying he's a striker. And strikers do well at the course. They're playing at BMW. So I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to go with a top 10 pick, though. Kamara Kawa, plus 225. I'm going to go with my guy, Tony Finau. I always bet him. A big fanatic. Uh, Tony Finau. He he won two tournaments recently. I'm going to go with him. He's plus $1,400. I keep saying $1,400. He's plus $1,400 to win. Um, and also give me a top 10 on him as well as plus 140. I'm gonna take a long shot here, which probably won't really matter because this is the FedEx playoffs. People actually do want to play; they do want to win. Uh, I'm gonna go Corey Connors plus five thousand. That's my long shot. So those are my picks. TJ's not here; he couldn't give his picks. He didn't text me his picks. Um, and I don't know where he is. He did send me a picture of him looking Jack, though. Which is why I'm oh yeah, well, not oh, really Jack. Jack like uh, this gun show? No. No, um, better than that. Two, but two, <laughs> wait, before two we the golf, wait, before we have the golf picks, golf picks presented by Piper.golf, promo code SCORE10, with 10% off your entire purchase. Go ahead, Matt, what are your two questions? How do I get that cool commercial, like that Manscaped commercial for the Rassel and Addicts? Because <laughs> that's we'll, we'll top-notch yeah. production. It's not mine. It's... um. It's belly up uses it, so I've been I've been using it as a good break point in our show because it's the same. It all helps out the company. You know, I'm a company I like guy. It. I like it. It's I'm a company man. A, it's definitely go. Oh, if, if you're anything, you're a company guy for sure. <laughs> you know, whatever you whatever you need to do, be a heel, be baby face, whatever I got to do. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know what my other question was. I forgot because you all had the a second question. Cars going by. Um, don't shit, you know what? I don't, I don't, you know what? It's, 
I saw, you know, you were in the ring, you know, you were looking for the hot tag. I didn't want you to do the show by yourself. So I'm like, you yeah, know, no, I was, I was stuck. Cause okay. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm almost done with Brian. And as I already did 40 minutes and I'm like, I only have Yankees talk about him. It's just me. I'm going to rant for 20 minutes. So. <laughs> do you know, I thought about doing that. Um, like after like a really bad, like raw on the Monday night, I almost thought about just going live and let like doing like a rant on like how I didn't like anything, but I'm like, you know what? <sighs> no. Don't do that. I have you here. Relax. We'll, wait. All right. No, let's wrap this up and then we'll talk off the air because we do have a conversation we need to have. But oh, <laughs> he's not oh, in trouble. Everybody. He's am okay. I getting fired? <laughs> no, no. We do have a conversation though. You are. You are fired. All right. Well, everyone, thank you. I appreciate you. Sorry that TJ and Nick could not join us. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, they had uh, prior commitments. And as for me, I'm going to be here for the next couple of weeks because, like I said before earlier, I was talking to Bud. I have my second child on the way, and I will probably take a couple of weeks off. It's very exciting stuff uh, here at the School Board Addicts Podcast. We are definitely excited about that. Uh, and that's why I'm, I won't be having Purple Wall behind me anymore because oh, the babies will be in here. Oh, if you need me to fill in for those weeks. Butter the oh. ass, too. What, everyone wants to jump into Let my seat. Everyone wants to join the School Board Addicts Podcast. Everyone wants to be on the main show. The big leagues here. Oh, the A show. The A show. A show. But asked to come on too. I said, sure, we'll have you on too. So we'll have different replacements for me until I'm ready to come you back. Should, yeah, and, you should do like when um, Kelly Ripple was looking for like a new host. Like <laughs> a bunch of different people were on there, and there's like different special guests. But you know, it's uh, and Nick's uh, Nick's oh, down. There you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So oh, congrats. That could be. That could be a potential guest. Oh, he guest. could be a potential guest. Nick's dad, I'll guest. take it. Let's we'll do bring it. Back Big Tom. Big Tom, too. Big Tom always fills in for the Ranger podcast. So, Oh, I love we'll it. Wreck Big Tom. But, uh, you know, also, we actually do have a scheduling change coming up for us. Is that we're going to be doing these on, I believe, Tuesdays or Thursdays. We're switching it because I have uh, a new job, but I'm, I'm, I won't be available Wednesday nights. But we will be moving to either Tuesday or Thursday. We're going to figure it out. Um and then once that happens, we'll, we'll let everybody know. And you guys could catch us. If we're filming Tuesday, we'll have that audio up by Wednesday. If we're filming Thursday, we'll have the audio up by Friday morning. So check us out. Stick with us uh, at Score Addicts Pod on uh, Twitter. Uh, and if you like sports memes and sports jokes, go to our TikTok at Score Addicts Pod um, and our Instagram. So check us out. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Or we'll peace see out, you guys. another time. Peace out. Yeah, peace out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.